Endo Life episode number 87. I'm Jessica Duffin. I'm an endo warrior, an endo health coach, and this podcast is all about living and thriving with endometriosis. As always, this podcast isn't intended to replace your current treatment and is here for educational purposes only. Today's episode is sponsored by BU. These guys are the makers of the incredible period patches that I love and also a beautiful organic CBD range, menstrual cup and chafing cream. And they really are one of the pioneers of natural and really quite revolutionary period care in my opinion. I have seen these period patches change people's experience of their periods so dramatically and their experience of endometriosis so dramatically and they are really one of the first things that I recommend to my clients if my clients are going through a flare-up or it's taken a while for their symptoms to calm down and for us to implement changes I still want to provide my clients with something that's going to provide relief you know in that current moment And I always recommend BU period patches because I just believe in them so much and they have helped me so much and they're natural. And it's just when you are so commonly faced with all of these different drugs that can have side effects, um, they have their place, but sometimes you just want a more uh, side effect free option. So um, I absolutely love these patches. They've been helping me through a interstitial cystitis flare up that I've been going through recently. You can find out all about that on Instagram. Um, And if you want to try the BU patches for yourself, you can just head to the link in my show notes or go straight to their website, which is buonline.co.uk. So that's buonline.co.uk. If you are in the US or in Canada, you can actually also order your BU patches from Cult Beauty and they will ship to the US or to Canada. So that's cultbeauty.co.uk. Let me know how you get on with them. Hi guys. Um, I hope everyone is staying safe and well. This week has felt really busy for me, really intense. I am... I've still got like a a carryover of previous clients with new clients. And by Tuesday afternoon, I genuinely thought it was Friday. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's been it's been a really intense week, but a lovely week at the same time, getting to meet all of my new clients and um, some of them who have started a couple of weeks ago, just kind of getting further into the um, program and and even beginning to see results. So um, it's been an intense week, but a good week. And I also ordered my SIBO test. So I'm super excited about that. Not as excited about doing the prep diet for it. But yeah, I'm I'm really interested to see the results. Um, I suspect that hydrogen sulfide SIBO is partially behind my bladder pain. Um, I could be wrong, but... Um, I'd be really interested to see. So um, yeah, I'll keep you posted about that. 
Um, so today's episode is the final installment of the Instagram live that I did that you guys wanted um, on the podcast. And this episode is the Q&A section of that live. Really, I'm answering questions about how to get started with managing endometriosis naturally, you know, slash holistically and supporting you with areas where you feel stuck. Um, I think what I did prior to the live was put up a post on Instagram saying sending questions about what's holding you back or stopping you or preventing you from getting started with managing endometriosis holistically or naturally and these are the questions and the comments that came through so I'm answering they're not necessarily questions actually they're more like comments so I'm addressing someone's comment was I want to get started with managing endometriosis but I'm scared of endometriosis spreading if I'm not on the pill um, managing endometriosis holistically, that is. Um, she wanted to get started with it, but felt like it was kind of an either or situation. Another comment was, my doctor has told me stopping my period is the only way to control endometriosis. Another one was, I just don't understand how to manage endometriosis holistically. And the final one was, brain fog and sugar cravings always get in the way. Those are the comments that I'm addressing, kind of questions, like how do I do this how do I manage endometriosis holistically when I'm scared of endometriosis spreading if I come off the pill when my doctor's told me that the only way to control it is through stopping my period when I don't understand how to do it when the brain fog and sugar cravings are really bad so those are the kind of bits that I'm focusing on today and in my answers I share why the pill doesn't work for everyone and how the pill may be helpful for some people but that it isn't a cure I talk about which supplements have been shown to actually reduce the growth and um, the growth rate and severity of endometriosis. The strategies that I use for managing endometriosis holistically from reducing inflammation, healing the gut to supporting our detoxification systems and what methods you can use for reducing chronic fatigue and beating sugar cravings. So without further ado, I will let you guys have a listen to the episode and I really hope it's helpful to you if you have any questions resulting from the answers that I've given today then email them in and I will address them in a future episode um yeah I hope you guys have a lovely weekend and you stay safe and well okay so one of the questions was someone's block to um starting to manage endometriosis holistically was that they had a fear of endo spreading when they weren't on the pill. And someone else said um, that, I think it was what to do when the doctors say that the only option is stopping your period. So it's not true, basically. It's not true that going on the pill or having your induced menopause or not having a period is gonna stop endometriosis growth. It doesn't mean it will continue growing, but it doesn't mean it won't continue growing either. And it doesn't mean that just because you have a period that your endometriosis is growing. I have very, very, very slow growing endometriosis. Honestly, I don't think it's doing anything. It just is there existing. Um, and that's why, you know, if I don't manage it, I get pain. But the pill, so the kind of, older theory is that endometriosis grows or is encouraged to grow from estrogen. Now, more recently, I think it was 2018, they did a study that showed that um, 
not all endometriosis responds to estrogen in the same way. So that might be why for some people, they have the progesterone only pill and it doesn't work for them. Also, endometriosis makes its own estrogen um, and it makes its own inflammatory chemicals. So if it is growing from estrogen, then it can continue to do that um, regardless of whether the ovaries are producing estrogen or not, or whether, regardless of whether the um, body is producing hormones or not, the endometriosis can continue to do that. Um, so being on, even if you went through a natural menopause, there are people who have gone through natural menopause and their endometriosis is still growing. So if a doctor is telling you that categorically your endometriosis will stop growing if you're on the pill or the induced menopause, that is not 100% the case. It might help slow it down, it might stop it, it might manage your symptoms. Yes, absolutely, sometimes it's necessary for people, sometimes it does work, but it doesn't work for everyone, it doesn't slow it down for everyone, it doesn't stop it for everyone. So I wouldn't let that be a barrier to you adding in things to make you healthier to manage your endometriosis. Does that make sense? If you want to know more about the pill and how that affects endometriosis and using that as a strategy, listen to my interview with Dr. Andrew Cook. And if you want to know more about the risks of the pill, listen to my interview with um, Lisa Hendrickson-Jack and also read Beyond the Pill by Dr. Jolyn Brighton. Um, they're really brilliant resources and read... Dr. Andrew Cooks, I don't have it next to me, what's it called? Maybe Get Your Life Back, The Endometriosis Diet Plan or something by Dr. Andrew Cook. He addresses it in there. But endometriosis can still grow with hormonal treatment. With the absence of estrogen, endometriosis can still grow. So if that is your concern and you want to kind of directly target endometriosis and slow it down, if you can't do if you can't take the pill or if you even can take the pill um, but you want to do more there are lots of strategies that you can do um, that I talk about in my book in my podcast on my blog in my articles they're all free but a couple of supplements that you might might find helpful and have been tested and shown in animal and human studies to be effective are N-acetylcysteine, so N-acetylcysteine in human studies was shown to reduce the growth of cysts and reduce the size of cysts. So that's bloody powerful, guys. If you have cysts, you might want to try N-acetylcysteine, otherwise known as NAC or NAC. Have a look into that. Um, if you want to check the study, it is in my book, which is for free at the moment. Link is in my bio. Um, curcumin, which is the active compound in turmeric, has been shown in rat models to accelerate endocell death. Amazing. Yes, we want the endocells to die. Um, inhibit the spread of endometriosis and actually regress endometriosis by reducing the estrogen levels in the endometriosis cells. So it reduces the endometriosis cells. If those endocells are are responding to the estrogen. By reducing the estrogen, we're going to be slowing down the endometriosis with the curcumin. So um, that study was in rat models, but there are plenty of human studies showing that um, curcumin is really powerful for reducing inflammation. 
So again, you can check my book for that. Resveratrol has also been shown in human studies to reduce pain, but in rats, it's been shown to reduce the size, severity, and number of endometriosis lesions, which is just like mind blown. Um, there's a little bit of debate around resveratrol with some of the healthcare professionals. So I would just go by your experience, see how you feel on it, give it a go um, and see how you feel. Quercetin, um, oh actually, by the way, just to let you know that Semaine has quercetin in it, it's got resveratrol in it, it's got curcumin. Uh, has it got an acetylcysteine? I don't think, I don't think so. But um, it's got three of those, so that's good an option. Um, but quercetin has been shown in rats to reduce estrogen levels, inhibit endogrowth, and reduce the size of endometriosis cysts. So just to reiterate, and not to be like um, too much of like a, a rebel or you know a revolutionist, um, but the whole point that people are putting that doctors put you on the pill is to reduce estrogen, reduce the chance of hormonal uh, or endogrowth but there are supplements that are also doing this um maybe and so they just haven't been studied in the same way but hormones come with loads of risks so you can try the supplements and see how you get on with them you can still take the hormones if the hormones are working for you, you can still take them but adding in a supplement or two checking in with your doctor seeing what they think about it coming up with a strategy with your doctor could be really helpful. These supplements are have been shown to be effective with endometriosis. They're doing the same thing as a pill. Maybe not to the same extent, I'm not sure, but they're doing the same thing as a pill. They are addressing the same issues. So I think we should be utilising these more. And personally, I have had the best response from turmeric. Turmeric changed my life with endometriosis. 100%. So I really, really recommend that. Um, the other thing you could do is balance your hormones because if you have a healthier balance of hormones, then you're going to be less likely to be stimulating that endometriosis growth. So the ways that you can do that is balancing your blood sugar. If you want to learn more about balancing your blood sugar, head over to my podcast because I've got episodes in there. Um, adding cruciferous vegetables because they help to eliminate estrogen. So add in broccoli, sprouts, um, kale, cabbage, cauliflower. Eat fibre because we want to make sure that you're having at least one bowel movement a day. Getting out the toxins, getting out the excess estrogen, getting out the xenoestrogens, the fake estrogens in our environment that worsen endometriosis. So eat your fibre, make sure you're having a bowel movement a day. Also to do that, drink water, um, add in making sure that you're getting enough water. If you want to find out how much water you need, I've got a whole episode on the water intake in my podcast, but essentially it is your body weight in pounds divided in half, and then you take that number and you just put it in ounces. You don't convert it, you just read it in ounces. So if you were 100 pounds, for example, and you, so it would be 50 pounds, um, then you drink 50 ounces of water. Um, and the other thing to do is to stop using chemical-based products, start switching to the natural-based products like Method, like Ecova, um, like Kin Living, because the toxins, the chemicals and toxins in our everyday body products and cleaning products 
can have an impact on our hormonal levels and that can have an impact on endometriosis and there have been studies on these chemicals and they have been shown to increase endometriosis so um don't freak out don't change everything right now that that's going to be really overwhelming but just slowly slowly start making swaps and a really good book to begin with understanding how to do that and how they affect you would be Be Endo, Beaten Endo, and Elisa Vitti's Flow Living. Um, so definitely read those two because they will they kind of explain more about how toxins can affect our hormonal balance. So if you're worried about your endometriosis growth whilst you're holistically managing your endometriosis, you don't have to come off the pill if you don't want to, that's your choice. But if you do come off the pill, then you might find it helpful to add in a couple of those supplements and balance your hormones. Um, and then that's going to calm your endometriosis down. Hopefully, best you know, um, it won't work for everyone, we're all different, but that's what we're going to be aiming for. Just a reminder that this episode is sponsored by BU. BU make natural, organic products to help us to manage our periods, sleep well, and achieve a greater sense of well-being. Their product line is expanding all the time with just amazing products that I, I love. I'm so happy that this company exists because they're natural for a start. And they really focus on menstrual well-being, and that's just so important to me. They have a CBD balm, CBD drops, CBD sprays um, that can all help you to manage your um, menstrual pain. They have patches which you can use during the beginning of your period and the lead up to your period to soothe pain and the endometriosis community love them. There's also the sleep pillow mist. So if you're really trying to improve your sleep or you're trying to reduce levels of anxiety when you're sleeping, the sleep pillow mist is just full of soothing essential oils to help with that. They have a menstrual cup now and a menstrual cup foaming cleanser. Um, so if you can wear menstrual cups, then I totally recommend BU. Their cup is made with 100% um, soft medical grade silicone. There's no PBA, no latex, no dye. As I said, all of their products are natural. The company are really committed to women's rights menstrual health and good quality products and I mean obviously I know them personally because they're my sponsors and they're just a lovely company to support so if you're interested in having a look at their range the link is in my show notes um, I would love to hear what you think and how you get on with them be you start soothing period cramps a natural way this episode is also sponsored by my free endometriosis diet grocery list. This download gives you basically a lowdown of what I eat every week on um, a monthly basis and my personal take on the endometriosis diet. It's not a protocol, set protocol that you have to or should follow, but it is here to serve you, give you inspiration and help you see what eating for endometriosis might look like in real life. It's there for you to kind of take inspiration from and help you put your own approach together. To download it, just head to my show notes and follow the link to get your free copy. Quickly, 
because I'm very aware that I've kept you for a really long time. Someone said that they don't understand how to holistically manage their endometriosis. Um, I would start with reducing inflammation. So you can do that with diet or you can take ginger or you can take turmeric. Um, heal your gut. You could look into adding probiotic, prebiotic foods, adding in more fiber, balancing your hormones, how I just mentioned, supporting your detoxification system. So um, getting in some sweat, um, dry body brushing, um, drinking water, drinking dandelion tea, nettle tea, just supporting your body to detoxify those toxins and hormones. Adding in holistic and alternative pain methods. So there is a post in my Instagram feed, it's pink, of all of the different types of holistic and alternative pain methods you can use. Reduce pain signals in your brain. So just reduce the way that your brain is responding to pain. So adding in some meditation, adding in laughter, adding in pleasure, sleeping properly. Guys, this is so important. We need eight hours sleep and people with chronic illnesses tend to need more. So if you need 10 hours, 12 hours sleep to feel good, you do that. If you can fit in, do that, honestly. Um, and supplement if necessary. So if you, that was a really brief overview of how to do this holistically. If you don't know where to get started and you feel overwhelmed, I am releasing next week an episode on this, um, on literally step-by-step -step where to start. And I've also done an episode on managing endometriosis diet overwhelm, so you can have a listen to that. And I've got a whole free ebook on managing endometriosis naturally and holistically, so you can download that. The link's in my bio. Could you note the books, products you mentioned afterwards, please? I've already forgotten the name. Yeah, I'm just trying to think where I should post them. I'll just do a story. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do a story. I will save it into the endo things. I've got a highlight on on my feed called endo things. So I will put it there. Brain fog. Someone asked about brain fog. Again, I'm going to do a really quick whiz because I've been holding you for nearly two hours. Um, optimize your sleep, balance blood sugar. That is going to be having a massive impact. Um, add medicinal mushrooms like lion's mane and cordyceps. Get sunlight in the morning soon as you can get your eyes exposed to 20 minutes of sunlight in the morning because it's going to tell your brain that it's time to wake up. Get in some movement in the morning so you can get some healthy levels of cortisol beginning to rise um, because what we want is your circadian rhythm um, which is basically kind of the cycle of your energy during the day and night is we want your, your cortisol to be up in the morning and we want it to start to do this over the day and it's going to drop quite steeply at about three or four and then it's just going to teeter off until you go to bed and then it's going to drop again when you go to bed. So we want you to have a healthier level of cortisol in the morning and one of the ways to get that cortisol moving is to get your get yourself out in sunlight and get yourself moving. So that might be a walk, it might be five minutes of yoga, it might be some stretching, it might be a bit more of a cardio workout if you can handle it. And then maybe supplementing with omega-3 fatty acids and amino acids could help support you with your brain health. Those last two questions I really whizzed through because I just don't want to hold you guys any longer. But if you have any more questions about those, I will just kind of address them as I go in my posts. Um, 
but I hope that's helpful. I've given some links to episodes. Um, I've got articles as well. So Endometriosis News is a place to go for my weekly column. And I talk about brain fog and fatigue there all the time. I've got loads of articles in there. So if you want to learn a little bit more about that, then head to those episodes, um, those articles. But I have just given you kind of whistle stop store or some of the things you can do. So some tips for going forward with the week ahead. Um, get in joy, get in laughter. If you can get hold of some foods that you love, eat the foods you love, add in some omega-3 fatty acids in the form of fish or supplements, um, get in those good fats, avocado, olive oil, um, reduce your sugar intake if you can, add in herbs and spices, guys, loads of herbs and spices, they're so anti-inflammatory, add in um, berries, antioxidants are so anti-inflammatory as well so blackberries blueberries raspberries strawberries um add those in those are all going to help us to reduce the pain signals that we may be experiencing at the moment with everything that we're going on if you pray add in prayer if you journal add in journaling um, if you meditate meditate gratitude every day is going to be so helpful and please don't be afraid to mute 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 if there's an account that is distressing you, mute it. Um, if you're finding yourself refreshing refresh on Facebook all the time and it's not helping you, um, give yourself a curfew, block it, delete the app or block, um, put a block like a timer on your phone that tells you when you've um, exceeded an hour a day on Instagram or something. Um, be careful with media outlets. The more that they sell, the, the more that they talk about the coronavirus, the more that they're going to sell the best of their ratings. So be careful with media outlets. I am just sticking to the NHS and the government websites, and I just check that when I need to check it once or twice a day. To be honest, my boyfriend keeps me updated, so I don't even need to check it that often. Yeah, so do what you need to do to protect yourself. I am going to be tuning in every day on my stories, giving you tips on how to keep coping. Um, You've got my podcast to support you. You've got my articles, my blog, um, my stories, my Instagram feed. Come over, say hi in the Facebook group if you want to. Um, all of these are here for you to support you. So let me know what you need. Um, and I really hope that this was helpful for you. And I'm sending you lots of love. Stay safe. Stay well. Stay calm if you can. Um, do what you need to do to look after your body and yeah send you lots of love have a lovely weekend so that's it thank you so much for listening if you want to find out more about what i do or read more on endometriosis and living well with it um you can head to my instagram page which is this underscore endolife um you can head to my website which is www.thisendolife.com and you can also get um, a free guide to managing endometriosis naturally on my website. Um, I've put the link in my show notes. It's a beginner's guide to getting started and all of the areas that I um, have worked on to help reduce my endometriosis symptoms and pain and live well with endometriosis. As always, if you like this show, please rate, review and or subscribe really truly does help others to hear the podcast and hopefully will help them to live better with endometriosis 
This episode was produced by The Pod Farm. Whether you're an established podcaster or just getting started, visit thepodfarm.com to see how they can help you go from an idea to a finished show that's ready to be heard by the world. Thank you.